Hey everybody, welcome to a special edition of the program today. I got two very special guests joining me via Skype and you don't want to miss this conversation today. I want to tell you something that the world is in turmoil, but yet God has a plan for his people. God has a plan for nations and you are to be involved in what's happening right now. My special guests today are going to be joining me in a conversation that must we must have, we have to talk about this. We have to warn the people. We have to encourage the people, but we also have to be informed on what's happening. So we know how to pray. So we know how to get involved And so many things is happening around the world. But one of the major areas that our eyes are set on biblically speaking, nationally speaking is Israel. Israel is the center of the universe, is the center of the Bible, is the center of the message in which we stand on, yet most people don't understand what's happening in Israel. When we look at the news, we're looking at uh, death threats from Iran, we're looking at death threats from Russia, we're looking at death threats from Syria, Palestine. I mean, we can take a whole hour just naming all the nations that want to invade little Israel. What is it about Israel that the world wants? What is it about Israel that God has chosen for this hour for us to understand? We've read the scriptures before. Those that pray for Israel, those that stand with Israel, those we know all the scriptures, yet most Christians don't understand how to stand with Israel or even how to pray for the, pre, for the peace of Jerusalem. My special guest today is none other than Reverend Kevin Jessup. He's the co-founder, co-chair of The Return. He's president of Global Strategic Alliance. He's an advisor to national and global leaders around the world with the business, political, and faith communities. And joining him via Skype with me right now is none other than Robert Ilatov. In 1998, he served as deputy of the city council of Netanya. In 2003, he was reelected and took the position of deputy mayor of Netanya. And in 2006, Mr. Ilatov was elected to the position of the Knesset deputy, where he served four terms in the Israeli Knesset. And currently, Mr. Ilatov is highly involved in establishing an Israeli technology and innovation center in Arad, Israel. Gentlemen, welcome to the program. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you, Mondo. It's always great to be with you and the PTL audience and your program as it reaches around the world with this incredible news. And we are at 11.59, the midnight hour, as we call it. And it is an honor to have the Honorable Robert Ilatov, former Knesset member, and alongside uh, Michelle Bachman, the co-chairman of the Jerusalem Prayer Breakfast. This is an initiative that Robert initiated in 2017 in the Knesset with former President Reuven Rivlin. And uh, the purpose was to bring evangelical Christians from around the world to join in the Knesset, the parliamentary body in Israel, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem along with the Jewish people. And what an amazing thing that it's now gone into over 100 nations. Robert's been on every continent around the world representing as an ambassador for Israel in this incredible Jerusalem prayer breakfast. And, and I hope that he can share a little bit about how that was started, why it's so important, 
and why we as Americans need to partner and the nations need to partner with Israel from all over the world. And Mr. Robert, let's talk about this initiative. Why is it so important for evangelical Christians to partner with what your mission is and for, for us to understand what steps we can take? Uh, the Jerusalem prayer breakfast, uh, uh, we started to uh, do very simple thing. Uh, first of all, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem and to put the biblical truth on the table. We see many organizations like BDS organizations and some uh, human rights organizations that trying to explain to the world that uh, uh, the Jewish country is uh, not the country have to be. Uh, they're trying to explain that uh, uh, the world have to boycott Israel and to uh, and to uh, to put sanctions on Israel and their investment uh, uh, in Israel. So uh, the call from the Knesset is to do a very simple thing: is to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, to pray for the Jewish people, to bless them, and to get blessings for all the families in the world what uh, written in the Bible, uh, black and white, and very clear. So uh, with that uh, call, we are went from the Knesset to all the nations to explain the biblical truth. It's not political issues, uh, the existing of Israel. This is the biblical truth, that's all. And uh, the idea is to bring this truth to all the nations. I, I got to ask the two of you this important question because we saw politics in Israel play out in the media, social media platforms. Why did two of you believe that Prime Minister Netanyahu had a difficult time being in office, staying in office, and went back and forth, and today he sits as Prime Minister, but what were the challenges that we couldn't see behind the headlines? Oh, <laughs> the challenges that uh, Netanyahu have today, uh, it's a huge challenges. First of all, of course, uh, the reduction uh, reform, but uh, there is security uh, problems, the problems with the uh, delegitimization of Israel, uh, BDS movement, the terror of uh, Palestinians, uh, the Iranian ambition of uh, a nuclear program, uh, what's happening in Syria and uh, in our uh, northern borders uh, with Hezbollah uh, that's supported by uh, Iranian forces. Uh, we understand that they have uh, more than 150,000 uh, missiles targeting to our cities, uh, to the peaceful people uh, who uh, just what they want to do is to live in peace uh, in Israel. So. Uh, we can understand that uh, uh, the challenges of Netanyahu, uh, it's, it's huge. Uh, so uh, we just want to be uh, in silence and to start uh, trying to solve all this problem. First of all, of course, the problem with Iranians who support terror around the world, who became the uh, biggest uh, sponsor of uh, terrorism in the in the area and the, in all over the world, they are trying to uh, produce a weapon of uh, uh, mass destruction as a nuclear war uh, weapon, and uh, they 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 do all to to get it. They are lying to all the world that they are not, but uh, this is uh, their target. But 
we know from the history that what's happened with Jews never ended with Jews. So uh, they uh, wanted to do the nuclear weapon uh, against all the free, uh, free world, uh, not, and not only, uh, even for the, uh, they want to, uh, to, to, to make it against uh, our uh, uh, neighbors, uh, Sunni world, Arab countries. Uh, and uh, their um, their ambitions are uh, uh, huge. They they are they don't want to stop. So we see them in Syria uh, trying to make uh, infrastructure against Israel. So the revolution ended in Syria. So what they have to do uh, in the land of Syria? But we see them. Uh, uh, making the, the infrastructures to uh, attack Israel from the northern uh, border, not only by Hezbollah, by themselves too, or Shia militia. So we can understand that uh, uh, Iran is one of the biggest problems, but it's not only Israeli problem, it's world problem. When we see uh, uh, the riots that uh, supported by Atola, uh, what uh, kind of flags they uh, burning? They're burning our flags, Israel flags, and United States flags. So we can understand that uh, they are against Judeo-Christian values. So uh, we have to act. Uh, it, and uh, not only Israel, United States have to understand that uh, the uh, threatens of uh, uh, Iranian uh, ayatollahs, it's threatens for all the world, not only for uh, Israel. So. Uh, what we have to do, uh, we have to do a very simple thing. Uh, of course, uh, first of all, is to pray, but uh, everybody have to go to their uh, uh, representatives, uh, to their pastors, to their uh, friends, to media, uh, mass media, social media, uh, to explain what dangerous uh, Iranians uh, want to do. We can see the linkage between a BDS movement that want uh, to boycott Israel, to de-investment in Israel, and to sanctions Israel. Uh, the target, uh, the same target, is to destroy the state of Israel. And Iranians uh, saying uh, very openly and uh, directly that they want to destroy the uh, state of Israel, and they are going to make to make a nuclear weapon to do it. Uh, in history, we saw that uh, somebody who declared that they uh, that he wants to uh, destroy Jews, uh, to to kill Jews and to destroy uh, the Jewry, uh, he do it. Uh, we saw it in uh, with uh, Nazi Germany, and uh, we saw it before. So uh, these declarations are not empty declarations. They have uh, their very clear uh, agenda. And we understand it, and uh, to act against that, we have to do in every level, in Congress, in Senate, in uh, 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 President administration, with the pastors, with church, with the mass media uh, structures, uh, everywhere. We have to explain to the people how dangerous they are. You know, we have about 100. We, we've watched, as you've said so many times, Robert, a hundred missiles going, uh, Russian missiles going into the Ukraine. But tell us about the missiles that are on the northern border in Lebanon pointing into Israel. Of course, uh, we can see the damage of the 100 missiles, uh, what's uh, 
the damage had uh, had been uh, made uh, by the attack of 100 missiles uh, in Ukraine. So can you imagine uh, what can happen with 150,000 uh, missiles uh, that uh, can shout it in once? So the damage will be huge. Of course, Israel is very uh, strong military state, and uh, we can uh, find a solution. And uh, I uh, I believe that they will not do it because uh, Israel will destroy all the points from where uh, the missiles uh, will be shattered. So uh, and it will be dangerous for the second uh, side. But uh, we want to prevent all this, and to prevent all this, it's to stop Iranians uh, support the terror organizations. They support terror organizations uh, like Hezbollah. Uh, uh, of course, they bring uh, money and weapon to Gaza Strip. They're trying to do it uh, from both sides, from north and the south. Uh, they're trying to uh, establish uh, their uh, troops, uh, military positions and infrastructures in uh, Syria, all over the Syria. Uh, it's, you, you can hear it uh, every day in the news. Uh, so uh, they don't do it uh, quietly. They do it very openly and uh, everybody see it. And uh, the silence of uh, EU, Euro Europe, and uh, the silence from United States, it's very problematic silence. Uh, and we have to start walking, to start act against uh, uh, this evil regime who want to destroy uh, uh, Jewish state only because this is Jewish state. As I said in uh, in the history, we uh, we we saw it with uh, Nazi Germany that decided to uh, to kill uh, the Jews. They started to kill the Jews. It's very uh, simple to go to this point. So uh, I would like to ask all our friends, Christian friends who support Israel to start acting with all their uh, uh, opportunities uh, to speak with their pastors, to speak with their uh, representative in the Congress, to start acting, uh, to make freeze uh, uh, sanctions against Iran, to find who support Iran, who give them the uh, technologies for, uh, uh, for the weapon that they are doing. So, uh, and to punish all these sites who trying to to uh, make uh, Iranian nuclear uh, program. So uh, this is very clear things and that, that uh, uh, people, uh, representatives in Congress uh, and people who make decisions here in the United States can do. This question's for you, Kevin. You are involved in national security briefings. What are you hearing inside of those briefings that Talk about the threats that China, Russia is making around the world, because if, if America doesn't stand with Israel and if Israel doesn't have America to back her up, what is it going to happen? What, what's going to happen to Israel if China decides to invade Israel? If the threats that I saw in the news the other day, Russia said to threaten retaliation, if Israel supplies defense aid to Ukraine, what, what are you hearing in this briefings of national security that you can encourage us that something is being done? Well, I must say, you know, there's, we're fighting wars on so many fronts. And, and let me try to make it a visible thing if I can. Uh, I talk in terms of colors, blue, red, and green. 
The blue are the technocratic, uh, tyrannical uh, governments that are partnering now with companies and businesses and media and banks to literally tell us that we can own nothing and be happy. They're talking about central bank digital currencies. They're talking about the China credit scoring system. They're talking about controlling and manipulating every single person from the removal of food as we know it to synthetic food. So this uh, proxies of the United Nations World Economic Forum and all of these people that we know who they are, and there's a lot of them, we're fighting wars not only on these fronts of uh, globalism, and then the red is the communism led by the uh, Communist Party of China as they go across the world with their, uh, with their Belt and Road Initiative as America has been actually the one funding their activities unbeknownst to the retail American investors with all of these CCP state-owned companies that are traded on our exchanges and these big three index funds, Vanguard, BlackRock, and, and uh, the State Street and some of these others that control the medias, the banks, and all of these things. So uh, we're, we're also fighting the green market, which is the Islamic nations that are now surrounding Israel, and they're screaming death to Israel. So not only are we fighting this globalist movement, the communism movement, and the Islam movement, we're fighting all of their proxies. I'm talking about the OIC, the WEF, and, and all of these people that we know. And so we're fighting a military war. We're fighting an ideological war. We're fighter, uh, fighting a cyber war, an intellectual war, a cultural war, and a spiritual war. And so our, our uh, military, our Pentagon, our Joint Chiefs, they're, they're looking at all of these complexities and, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about uh, unrestricted warfare from China, which is, means they've infiltrated us with a deep capture. They've come in with uh, taking our jobs. And right now, for example, all the pharmaceuticals that we import from China, which some are being found to be tainted, if we shut down importing of uh, pharmaceuticals to America, it wouldn't take long before our pharmacies would be empty our hospitals would be in non-effect because of the inability to deliver medications. And so we're very vulnerable, not to mention the biggest vulnerability of all, which is our electrical grid. So back in 2015, Major Stuckenberg, who was one of the leading war strategists inside the Pentagon, who we met with this week, uh, wrote a blue paper on these Chinese balloons in 2015, saying that China could use a balloon as a weapon of mass destruction with a payload of a nuclear warhead that could blow off an EMP up to 200,000 feet above America, which would disable all of our grid system. And so we would be sitting here, Mondo, by candlelight eating cold food uh, without any electrical systems in, in America. And so we have many vulnerabilities. And you know, when you look at Deuteronomy 28, which talks about the blessings and the curses of nations who stand with Israel, Back in 1948, when Harry Truman was the first to sign on with the United Nations, as America signed on to make Israel a state, the 1950s were our most prosperous years. And so we have to, to stop this global delegitimization of the state of Israel. We have to stand against the boycott divestment sanctions against Israel. We have to stop and curb this anti-Semitism knowingly or unknowingly, which even comes out of some of our churches. So 
We have to stand with Israel on all these things. They're our greatest ally from all around the world, and we have to wake up, and we have to stand with our, our greatest ally. And uh, this administration uh, seems to be maybe not doing as good a job as they should be. And so we, we know that uh, Israel, the, the, the Bible itself is a land title deed to Israel. It's not to be a two-state solution. Israel is its own land for its own people. From the day of Abraham, it was promised to them. In Genesis, Ezekiel, Hosea, Amos, all of the scriptures, Jeremiah. So it's pretty obvious to us that uh, we have partners in Israel who we share Judeo-Christian values and a biblical worldview of serving one God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And, and the whole rest of the world wants to eliminate that. So we're standing with a nation who's the first to run into the fire when there's disaster, the first to bring military and aid and medical supplies and food to nations who are in the middle of a disaster, including the recent earthquakes in Turkey. And yet the whole world wants to destroy this nation who breathes life into nations around the world. It's nonsensical. Wow. So if, if we don't stand with Israel, we're missing the boat. And then we're in a very, uh, we're in a battle. We're in an end time war for the souls of nations. And the nations are the Lord's inheritance. And so we, we must pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We must understand that we're in warfare on every single level. And uh, there's probably 90 wars when you wanna count them and break them down. And we have to not just think about military war, but we have to think about all of these other aspects as well. Robert, your final thoughts as we leave the air. What warning, what message do you have for Christian evangelical communities, pastors, evangelists, teachers? What is your message to the church in America? The message is very uh, simple. Uh, we have to do things to support and to strengthen Israel to uh, make Israel more strengthened state in the region, uh, to uh, continue the Zionism movement as uh, it started 150 years ago and established the state of Israel. To do it, we have to support the activities of settlement and the Aliyah uh, to Israel, to return of the Jews to their own state and to motherland. This is the things that we have to do. Uh, the project like Negev High Tech project uh, that uh, will uh, create thousands of jobs to new Olim Hadashim, to new return, returners uh, to their motherland, to bring young people to the Negev, to give them the opportunity to be with their houses, with their jobs, their uh, education for their kids. Uh, to strengthen this, this is the things that can strengthen Israel. We see that uh, the the Zionist movement, the movement to return to Jerusalem, Zionist one of the names of uh, uh, Jerusalem. This movement established the state of Israel, and this movement continuing uh, the return of Jews to their land and uh, continuing the settlement, uh, the land of Israel by Jews. These things that uh, uh, we have to do and this to support uh, uh, to, uh, to make Jerusalem and Israel uh, great and uh, strengthful to be against all this power uh, who want to destroy the Jewish state. And of course, to bless uh, the Jewish people, to, uh, to bless Jerusalem, uh, to get blessed uh, from, through 
this blessing to all the families in the world. There you have it, Robert Ilitov, former, this is amazing, former Knesset deputy in Israeli Knesset, city council in Netanya, and he was a former deputy mayor of Netanya, and my dear friend, co-founder of The Return, and president and founder of Global Strategic Alliance, Kevin Jessup. Thank you for joining me today. Let's keep the message moving forward. Together, we're going to be able to make a difference, and together we can stand. Your support, your prayer helps us change and advance the message of the kingdom of heaven. This month, I'm offering this coffee table book entitled Jerusalem Rising. A friend of mine, Doug Hershey, put together an amazing book of before and after of Jerusalem and is going to give you an insight of this beautiful city. I want you to watch this video and I want you to go to ptlshop.com slash mondo, gift it to someone, put a smile in their face, shift their atmosphere from a frown to a smile. I'm Doug Hershey, author of the best-selling book, Israel Rising, Ancient Prophecy, Modern Lens that looks at the revival of this land and combines an ancient prophecy, regional history, and stunning then and now photo comparisons. I'm pleased to announce a second volume in the Ancient Prophecy Modern Lens series, a brand new photo book, Jerusalem Rising. In Israel Rising, we looked at the physical revival of this land. In Jerusalem Rising, we looked at the prophesied restoration of this city and why it has arrested men's hearts through the centuries, even in its desolation. Zechariah 8 speaks to a desolate city and its people about what is coming. Some of it seems to defy logic or given traditional conflicts, seems almost impossible. It speaks of a time when his people will return to the city, the elderly and children will dwell peacefully in the streets, and the nations will begin to flood here. Perhaps most stunning is God saying that he will return to live in the city with his people. To have a closer look at all this city has endured, I've obtained the oldest photos of Jerusalem ever taken, some from 1844, 1850s, and 1860s, even into the early 1900s. With an Israeli adventure photographer, we went back and recreated these angles, some for the first time ever, to show how the dramatic changes are happening in this city. These rare photos have a story of their own, hidden away and forgotten in time until the last 15 years. No other city on earth has had its history foretold from its destruction to empty desolation to a revival as a major player on the world stage. Today, according to prophecy and against all odds, Jerusalem is rising again, and it's just the beginning. See the evidence for yourself. Listen, I need your support today. The PTL Network is giving me airtime to air this program all over America, and I'm getting letters and receiving messages, and your support means the world to me. I'm just the next gang member that fell in love with Jesus and wanted the will of God for my life. And here we are today, reaching the world through this program, reminding you that restoration is possible even in your life. I got to get going, but remember, visit ptlshop.com slash mondo. Stand with us today. Be with us. Stay tuned on the next program of the PTL Network on what God is doing around the world. I got to go. Bye-bye. What God's waiting for, he's waiting on his children to pray. And, and I'm not talking about just 
in, in, in just in passing as you think about it, I'm talking about making a commitment, being disciplined to spend that time with God, crying out for the will of God to be done, not only in your family, but also in your own individual life, your church, your pastors, the leaders, and your community. And that's when God begins to move.